Hello, my friends. This is Mindy with Revive Your Soul with Mindy Joy. Also, Mindy with MindyJoyMinistries.com and MindyJoyMusic.com. And it's August 19, 2023. And I'm so glad that you're listening to this podcast. So, today in my reading of the Holy Scriptures, the ancient text, the Bible, um, where we find out mysteries and wonderful things about God and how to be closer to him, what he likes, and also how magnificent he made us. You know, a lot of times we look in the mirror to get an opinion or an evaluation of ourselves, or we look to others what they think about us, and we evaluate ourselves upon other people's opinion or how much they like us or don't like us. But really, I like to go to the Bible and base my worth on what God thinks about me. And I really encourage you to do the same thing. So without further ado, I really want to read Psalm 106 and 107 with focusing on the question, why is faith challenging? Okay, because it is challenging. The Bible says that we fight the good fight of faith in one of the books of Timothy. Um, we fight the good fight of faith. And my late husband used to say, there's no fight if there's not resistance. Like, you know, if you were to say, um, I got, um, I had this craving for chocolate cake. So I went to the refrigerator and I got a paper plate and I cut myself a big giant piece of chocolate cake and I ate it. Like there's no resistance in that. You know, there's no fight in that. If you were to say, I wanted a piece of chocolate cake, I really wanted it. It was right there in the kitchen. I had to fight it. I had to really fight it. And my mouth started watering and I took that thing. I, I didn't let my hands touch it, so I wouldn't lick my hands, and I put it down in the garbage disposal. Now, that was a fight. That was a good fight. So that's an example of fight. Another example of, of a fight is a real fight where, um, you know, if you had somebody come all of a sudden attack you and they had the strength of a kindergartner um, and they attacked you in the parking lot, there's like no fight. You got it. But if you have somebody and their strength is equal to you and they're trying to grab your purse and, you know, or whatever, your wallet, and there's a fight and they have equal strength with you, there's going to be some resistance. You're going to take some bruises. You're going to have to like really push back. You know, you have to push back. So there's always resistance. There's always some struggle in a fight. So the Bible wouldn't say fight the good fight of faith if there wasn't some struggle in it. So number one, I don't want you to think that you're weak or that there's something wrong with you, with your faith or your spiritual life. If, if faith sometimes feels like a challenge because we all believe in, in, in a God who's invisible, who we can't hear and can't see with our eyes or audibly hear, and we can't just dial up, you know, a, a hotline um, and just go, okay, God, what am I supposed to do here? Yeah. Um, okay, I got it. Okay, I will proceed with this. Or, um, God, I'm having a challenge with this. Uh, this person wants to sue me, blah, 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 blah. So I'm just asking you, can you just take care of it? You know, I'm just making up things here. But, you know, we don't have this hotline, 
you know, and God, I once heard somebody say, and then there's the other extreme where people just get into quote unquote their faith and they, they kind of are disillusioned thinking that God is a cosmic bellhop that, you know, that they, um, they just start, you know, they, and sometimes they're a little bit braggadocious, like they're believing God for everything. It's like, if I were to um, just come on this podcast and say, um, in one year from now, Bill Gates is going to be, um, and Elon Musk are going to be talking about me because I put my faith out there and I'm going to be the most richest woman in the whole world. Um, now that would be, maybe there is a person or two who could say that, you know, in this world right now, but it wouldn't be Mindy. <laughs> it wouldn't be me. It wouldn't be me that would... I don't know. There's like nothing in the natural where I even know how to do stocks and all that. Like, I, I mean, I'm just not, you know, that if I, I could believe God to do better and be more prosperous, but to just these like big grandiose things I sometimes hear or, you know, one of the stereotypical infamous bad examples of faith is believing God that somebody else's wife or husband is your wife or husband. And you're going to, you know, eventually um, get that person to marry you. I mean, that's like way off. So, um, so there's a lot of, you know, really great faith teachers. My late pastor where I go was considered like the godfather of faith. So I was raised in my spiritual walk in the church and even my late husband, who was also um, an assistant pastor to our founding pastor. I was, you know, my household, we were just always um, standing in faith. So the thing is, uh, again, faith, number one, there's resistance. There's resistance. And who is there resistance by? There's an enemy. There's an enemy. His name is the devil, Satan, um, Beelzebub, he is real. You might think it's crazy, but I ask you to please not turn this off right now because he is real and you need to know that. Um, and you also need to know that you can have authority over him through Jesus Christ. You can. Um, the only thing that's bigger than the devil in this world is God himself because the devil might be the God of this world system, but God is the creator of this world. He has the last say. He's sovereign. And he is, maybe he's not in control of the world system, but through him, we can um, kick the butt of the world system because Jesus gave us that authority to do that. We can overcome things that seem impossible for his glory. So um, faith, um, that's one reason why it's challenging because there's there's a fight. And the other thing is that it's relational. And I'm going to um, unpack that about how it's relational. I'm going to Start with 106, uh, verse 1, and I'm just going to highlight some of these um, verses in Psalm 106 and 107. Um, it says, Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Okay, why would, um, I, I believe it doesn't say that somebody else wrote this psalm, so I think it's David, but why would we just have to keep hearing, praise the Lord, praise him, come on, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Like it says that over and 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 over in the Bible from like the beginning to the end. But why do we keep have to keep hearing that? And why is that theme to keep going? And that is because it's not natural. Like we have to work on this relationship with the Lord. And there's um, I think it's Psalm 103, where David says, Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me, 
bless his holy name, something like that, or is that a song? <laughs> but it, David does says, bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. And when he says, bless the Lord, all my soul, he's commanding himself to bless the Lord. He's telling himself, you know, I'm going to bless the Lord. Just like when we wake up in the morning, and maybe it's a cold morning, and we really want to stay in bed, but we made a commitment to go to the gym and get on that elliptical, and our body and everything is saying, no, stay here. It's so warm. It's so nice. And especially if you're married and you have a loving spouse next to you, but nope, it's dark out and we're trying to be warrior, you know, warrior people. <laughs> and, and so, um, you know, we, we tell our soul, we, we demand our soul. We're going, we're going to the gym and it's going to be fine. You'll live. You won't die. So we have to command ourselves, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. It's like we let the um, our spirit be like the mothership connection, you know, with the, where we give orders. Like our spirit is the mothership, and it tells our soul, which our, is our personnel in our body, this is what we're going to do today. Because me, if I listened to my body, I would have slept all day today, um, I would have had all the air conditioners on. I wouldn't have exercised. I would not have gone to the store. I really didn't want to go to the store today. I wouldn't have gone. I wouldn't have cleaned. I wouldn't have done any of that. You know, so um, so anyways, yeah, we, we tell. And sometimes just even saying the right thing, doing the right thing, going out of our way for somebody, our body and our soul always just want comfort and attention. And we want everything to just comfort and be focused on us. And that's just the sin nature, you know, and, and, but, you know, those of us who are born again, and, and, and a lot of people who aren't, you start to find that really boring and really a purposeless life. And so, you know, doing godly things and following some sacred tenets in your life, it, we find it so much more rewarding and the joy of that so much greater than, you know, just, um, just things that money can buy or, you know, culinary delights or things that get us high or whatever. So um, God is good. That's what we have to remember. We have to rehearse that. We have to rehearse that. You know, I am a singer and I, you know, vocalize many days a week. I've been doing that ever since I was um, taking voice lessons like in high school. Like I vocalize. I just don't, you know... I don't, I don't just do it once. Like I ha just like you have to practice. He is good. You have to tell yourself, you have to remind yourself, God is real. God sees me. So I, like I say often, sometimes like I'm looking at my window right now, I see a palm tree. I see other trees. I don't know what kind they are. Um, I see the sky. They say that we're getting the remnants of a hurricane in California. And I don't think we've had it since something like 1939 or something. I don't know, but it's been many years. So, you know, it's kind of like heavy in the air and, you know, I'm reminded that somebody created the air and it wasn't man and somebody created all the trees. They created the oxygen I'm breathing they created and somebody by his grace and mercy saw that I'm in this address today, you know, with comfortable shelter, with a loving husband coming home today. I didn't give that to myself. Somebody orchestrated, my, you know, the goodness of God orchestrated my steps that at this age, at this junction in my life, I have two arms, two legs. I'm in health. I can see with my own eyes out the window and I'm living in beautiful California, even though of course, there's, you know, craziness in the system, and that's a whole other topic, but 
Um, you know, I still claim it's Los Angeles is the city of angels. It's my city, and I'm not. I'm not letting it um, by prayer. I'm just believing God for great things for this city. I'm not. It, all I can do. I'm not. Um, I'm going to do all I can to, um, you know, pray and um, speak life to the city. So, anyways, um, it says, "Who can utter mighty deeds of the Lord or declare all His praise?" Well, us, because we're still alive. We we should. Blessed are they who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. So this word observe caught my attention. Blessed are they who observe justice. Sometimes, you know, I know life doesn't feel fair. Just go to the grocery store these days and the inflation, it, it just, it's like, how did whoever get away with this? <laughs> but anyways, um, that's a whole other story again. But um, but observe justice. Let's observe the things today that are justice. There's still oxygen. You know, there's still love. There's still, um, you know, even in that, there's still some things, even some good things, you know, in our system, in our country, in our cities, in our states. There's still, you know, there's still justice. We, we could see the justice of God. I mean, you know, I know that the nation that I live in, in the United States, I have never, ever in my life walked out of my front door and have been um, have been in fear because there was a, a takeover, a militia takeover, another nation. And, you know, I had to be in hiding for my life. And I never went through anything like that. I mean, there's justice. Sometimes we have to observe justice. Like, we have to observe it. We have to count our blessings and see all the things that are working. It's so easy to look at the news and just find every wrong thing about, um, you know, about everything that's going on and how or horrible and evil and unfair and blah, 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 blah. But sometimes we have to observe the justice of God, you know, and I do that, you know, nature, like my, I have a, a pet, a, a dog, a, a little like a nine pound, um, like part toy poodle, part other stuff that I forgot what she, what it was in her DNA test. But anyway, she's a little white dog. She reminds me of a little lamb. And, you know, I just see the good, she never changes. Like she's a dog. She's got those instincts. So there's justice in the world. There's justice, like no matter how, what the world does, God doesn't change my balance. Like the way I, you know, it takes the same gravity to walk, um, you know, the same, um, nothing, um, the same, you know, oxygen, the same inhalation, exhalation, white corpuscles, red blood cells, you know, still working in my body. Like there's a justice system that is the magnificence of my being that I did not create And the same with you. So, um, let's see, remember me, O Lord, when you show favor to your people, help me when you save them. So you have to remember, like count the times, even today, how did God show favor to you? What do you have that just blows your mind? You know, you might, um, you know, you might, drive a car that you actually got as a gift or you got an amazing price or you might um be attending school right now on a scholarship like what what is some favor that you were chosen or you know something that somebody just loves you you know you have the favor that you know if your mother's still alive and you know your father or you have a best friend and they just love you no matter what you know that's favor like god put someone in your life to just love you like that's loving favor so that's something else that we need to observe and take note of that god is in that all good gifts come from god uh, the bible says that too everything good comes from god um help me 
okay, when you save them, um, that I may look upon the prosperity of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory with your inheritance. Um, and in the past, literally in the past seven days, I spoke to one long distance, very close friend, um, a sister in the Lord, and another one, I went to her house last Monday. And both of them, I actually did see, um, I looked on the prosperity of how God has just blessed them so much. And, you know, they both have such a love for God. And in both cases in their homes, you know, with the homes that they own and that they're living in, that was like a huge place. And the beautiful home that the gifts that they have that they made such a lovely home that has um, such an expression of them in their homes and the gift of hospitality. And you can feel, I know the one house that I was actually in because it was local, this one friend, you know, you could feel the peace of God and the glory of God in that home. And so I rejoice that I see the prosperity on my brothers and sisters, or I see people that um, have like a lot of joy on them, you know, that maybe the life circumstances aren't so wonderful, but, you know, they make me giggle like at work, like coworkers. I mean, we're all busy working. They're not like messing up, but they could just pass by and just say something and just brighten me up. And they're always joyful. Like that's the favor of the Lord. So that's some ways to see. Um, let's see, I'm going to skip around here. Uh, you know, there's some things in these Psalms that are talking about like, when um, God's people messed up. And I'm not focusing on that today, so I'm going to skip that part for today. You know, why is faith challenging? Um, okay, this is another thing that I want to say. So number one was, um, you know, there's resistance in our walk with God. We have resistance. We have to fight the good fight of faith. We have to, um, we don't, you know, we can't connect to God in our flesh or in our soul, and there's a fight. And we have a devil that's always trying to talk us out of it. I guess that could maybe be number two. We do have an enemy, and he's trying to talk us out of faith all the time because faith is real dangerous to him. Because once we hook up with God and we're on team God, then you know we start to pray and declare things in the name of Jesus. And his kingdom is, you know, like we're chipping away at his kingdom and his power in our life and in other people's lives. So he cannot stand when we um, talk about the blood of Christ, when we repent. He, the devil cannot stand when we repent because we get back on the right road and we um, are forgiven and we're on the path of, um, you know, God restores us to righteousness. We're on the path with right standing with God and we're ambassadors of Christ. Like we represent Jesus and the devil hates us so much for that. So if he could just get us to lie to us that we aren't who we are, we don't have the authority that we really do, and we aren't made magnificently, and we aren't immensely important and talented and gifted and have purpose, then, you know, he, then he just renders us, he renders us null and void. You know, we're, we're just like not doing anything, you know, so that's not good. So, um, the other thing, so that was like, you know, we, we, number one, we have resistance. I probably won't remember all these numbers cause I didn't write an outline, but here it goes. I'm doing it as I'm speaking. Number two, there's the devil who's fighting us for our faith. But number three is that faith and trust in God and being steadfast and relying on him 
is relational. Relational, my friends. It's relational. And guess what? Like, you have to really get to know somebody for um, a really good relation, like for things to be proven that they're faithful and relational, you know, good relation and can be relied on and trusted. And so to give an example, when you first get married and walk down the aisle, you know, on day two of the wedding, you know, people aren't going to say, oh, you know, that husband has been so faithful to his wife. Like, no, because he's only been married for 48 hours. Now, I don't know, uh, a man's really got some issues if that's like a record breaker that he could be faithful for 48 hours. I don't know. That's, again, that's for a whole other time. But, um, but you can't really say somebody is faithful until you've been in a relationship with them. And guess what? That relationship has maybe been challenged. That relationship can be challenged because either one of you went through a crisis and communication was cut off. It might not be that either one of you were like in contention with each other, but one of you went through something and you just really couldn't, you know, um, nurture the friendship because you were um, inundated in this other area of your life. You know, it could be you were taking care of a sick loved one or um, you yourself are going through a death or anything. I mean, I have friendships like that where we, you know, there's some of the greatest um, friendships in my life, but, you know, there was maybe a riff for two years and it was just that me and the other person were both going through deaths in our immediate family. And, you know, we just, um, both of us needed, you know, we were needy and we needed people to, um, you know, to be there for, for us. So it just, you know, whatever. Um, but they're also, um, to, you know, for faithfulness, faithfulness is tested, you know, faithfulness and trustworthiness is tested. Like you really know somebody is faithful and trustworthy. Um, when, for example, um, you, something would get back to you in a few years and somebody would say, you know, back in the day, I was really mad at you. And I really tried to talk about you bad to, we'll just say sister Sally and Sally wasn't having it. She was just singing your praises. She wasn't having it. And you're like, wow, you know, sister Sally has really been faithful to me. She didn't even come and tell me like, you know, she didn't want to make a riff. She was just not trying to cause contention between me and this other person. And she was just so trustworthy and faithful. Like she didn't even get credit for it from me. And you know, we see that in, well, in the Bible, what comes to mind is Mordecai. Like Mordecai was actually um, faithful to um, that King Axaharis, you know, the Purim story. Oh man, I'm really butchering his name. But he was really faithful, you know, just to his his king because he didn't, he turned in two people that were trying to take over the Persian kingdom at the time. And he didn't get any accolades for it. He didn't ask for accolades. He was just doing his, you know, due diligence in his um, job. And his, I guess, I think he had a palace job. Um, I hope some of you are like, wow, she, you know, some Bible teacher. Guess what? I didn't ever call myself a Bible teacher. So, you know, you can just stop that right now. Um, but anyways, but I am versed in the Bible and I am a daughter of the most high God and I've gone through hell and back and here I am, I've survived and I am in joy. So there, but, um, 
Yeah, so that's, you know, you have to be patient for relationship and you have to be relational yourself. You have to be there for the other person. You have to be like, no matter what, I'm here for you. And then you have to be forgiving. You have to be forgiving and think the best about somebody. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You have to think the best about people and you have to just think the best. What God said about himself is true, that he's steadfast, he's faithful, his steadfast love endures forever. Like you may feel that he left you, but he said, even Jesus said when he walked this earth, that he will never leave you nor forsake you, not till the end of time. So you have to go by his word. And sometimes you have to tell your soul and your spirit and while you're praying and say, God, I don't feel you. I don't see you, but I know you said it. Your word says it. So I believe it. You are with me right now. I don't have to feel it. I know it because your word says it. I don't have to go by feelings. So faith is relational. And that's why faith is challenging sometimes because you have to grow up in it. The, the longer friendships and marriages are, the stronger they are, you know, because they, um, overcome the test of time. And so, you know, all the situations in life, you know, I have like this one precious sister I talked to yesterday, she moved, you know, we, when we talk, we just take, uh, you know, up from where we were, like we can giggle together, we can cry together, we can talk about, we can just go to some very deep place, like right away on the second sentence of our phone conversation and go, I need to share this with you. What, you know, what's your feedback? And, you know, so we can just go there right away. And, our friendship isn't, um, you know, I have friendships of people from all ages. You know, one of my dear, dear friends is, um, is how many years older would that be for me? It's like 15 years older than me. Some of my friends are 12 years older than me. Some of my friends are 20 years younger than me. Um, so, you know, I have friends of, oh man, I, I feel so blessed and so rich and that I have friends of all different people from different backgrounds and um, different um, locations, even in some ways, other countries. I, I feel very, very blessed in that. Um, so let's see what else I can glean from this. Oh, wow. This has been, okay. This is part one guys. It's been 25 minutes and that's enough of your life to take in one audio. Okay. Stay tuned for part two.